Welcome to the Foy Jones Show. On this podcast, I'm going to be joined by some of the most inspirational and charismatic figures from the worlds of KBB and Builders Merchanting, alongside some very special guests. 2020 has not been the year anyone expected, but we're now entering our new normal, and whoever you are, whatever you're doing, it's going to be a new game. Okay, listeners, here we go again. It's been an extended mid-season break. The football's returned. My team are getting battered. Um, Paddy Power have paid out, but the good news is the Floyd Jones show, It's a New Game, is back. I have had this guest on the radar for a long time. This is It's a New Game, episode eight, and we're joined by Mark from Liberty. Mark, we've taken in this in this in this episode. We're taking what I would say distance into a whole new level, just for the benefit of you know setting the scene. How many miles are we apart at the moment? I think it's six thousand. We're six thousand yeah. miles away. Mark Conacher from Liberty Fit Fitting Service. Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. It's a pleasure to have you as a guest, my friend. Thanks for having me. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, honestly, I, I can't wait. I'm here having having a beer. You're there having a coffee. It's it's nearly four o'clock in the afternoon on me. It's nearly what seven eight o'clock with you in the morning. Yeah, quarter eight. Yeah, I mean, what's, what's kind of me to change the filming schedule because at one time you weren't even bothered going to bed, was you? That was a that would have been that would have been slightly surreal. Young Jack out there was saying, "Well, that, that's a bit unfair of him." I went, "Look, he runs a business in Scotland. He's going to be used to working the hours." But we've got a we've got a lot to get through, and there's there's so much going on at the moment, Mark. But you know. Thank you so much for coming on. You're a personality and a and a business that I admire. And I'm just going to take the listeners through some of the accolades, mate. It's like the it's like the Hall of Fame I've got here. You know, like this is your life. Runner up, best installation company at the 2019 ENK EKMB Business Awards. Runner up for best trades business at the 2019 North Scotland Trades Awards. Voted best installation company at the 2018. EKMB, EKMB Business Awards, voted Scotland's Best All Trade Company at the 2018 Scottish Home Improvement Awards, proud member of my mate Damien's British Institute of Kitchen, Bathroom, Bedrooms and Saunas. That's the role of honour, mate. Why are you on the Floyd Jones Show? <laughs> There's a standard for you. Yeah, there always is, mate. But, I mean, there are some accolades, and what lots of people may not know is... The story's amazing because we're we're from well we're, we're kind of from Dundee to Vancouver and back again. We're six thousand miles apart. You've got an award-winning business. It's in KBB, a sector I know and love. Mark, give us a snapshot of your story, mate. Probably well. I've been here. I've been in Vancouver for ten years now. Um, but prior to that, I was um, you know even starting right at the beginning. Um, I was I got into installing kitchens for MFI and. 1996, um, I'm just a sole trader, occasionally having you no know, employees here or there coming and working for me now and again. And yeah, I went along doing that. That, that, was, all, that was all great. Um, 2003, we, I incorporated the company. Um, again, carried on, employees coming in, we were, we were having a bit of success. And then the the crash happened, and and then MFI happened, and MFI, MFI disappeared. Um, and so I think it was on, late two thousand. Timeline: Where are we? About two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Where, where are you there when that happened? 
So that's 2008 yeah. um, is when uh, MFI went bust. Um, and you know what? Being like like a lot of sole traders, if you want, a lot most kitchen fitters are one man bands, yeah. and so I was one of those basically a one man band. And with all your eggs in one basket, lots of guys do all their eggs in one basket. And that's what I did. Um, I loved my time with MFI. Um, it was, I didn't need to look for work. They were just handing me work on a plate. Um, what more could I want? Do you know what? Um, it's, I look back to probably a year after that, 2009 to 2010, halfway through that, is like maybe until this year, one of the toughest passages of play I've ever been through as a business owner because up until then I kind of thought I was invincible I was young successful corporately and business going well and, and like you said there when that tax being turned on by a big player we were recruit, recruiting for large corporate PLC so tap on tap on tap on tap on when they all went off literally overnight I was like ridiculously ex exposed unprepared and yep. and it is it, it's you learn a lot about yourself. So I imagine that that moment in time, you, you really learned something about yourself. Up. I learned that prepared me for now. I didn't know it then, yeah. but that definitely prepared me for now. And yeah. um, that point, you know what? Did the panic kick in? Yeah, for five minutes. Do you know what I mean? But again. There were there was still customers. I wasn't the only one that was hit at that point. There was customers that were hit. Yeah. So there was subcontractors that were hit. So I went out, I helped the customers. We got their kitchens finished, even though we knew we weren't getting paid. We went out, we did it. I made sure the subcontractors got paid. Um, and I took the hit. Um, and it was right at Christmas. You know what I mean? Another disaster. Like, oh my God, this is happening. But over the Christmas period, I took my break. I settled, down, settled myself down, cleared my head, and thought, "No, this is not going to be, no, the end." And so then, just started the process of. I uh, not long after that discovered uh, Damien and the IKBBI at that time, um, and they were offering various. You no, know, become a member of them, and we'll get you into. I think it was was it Tesco at the time, something like that. They were doing with the retail installations, and. Uh, so I looked into that. I ended up getting a contract with Wix. Um, and, 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 that, and, and that, again, I went probably right back into it. Try to get a bit more private to try and get out of this um, all eggs in one basket thing. Um, but, you know, I was, was enjoyed my business, but something at that point from 2008 onwards kind of unsettled me. And, and my wife and I just, you know, we just started having conversations. We had, four young kids um, but we started having these conversations that you know what let's do something and probably led by me thinking is this what is this what it was all about you know we just keep working so we decided let's why not why don't we emigrate somewhere why don't we we try something different and having been born in canada um yeah that, that's emigrated. the part i didn't know until we were talking pre-show that that you you got that kind of emotional link i mean I think that's why my family and I spent so much time in Spain because we had links there and it was like a natural place to go. But you know, if it goes wrong in Spain, you're on a you're on a cheap flight about an hour and a half home. You know, <laughs> it's it's okay. We were like that. My wife and I spoke and we're, and we're like, "Oh, could we do this?" What's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is you have to come back. Yeah. So this is you no know, life's life's an adventure. Let's 
and I just I'm all for living it. And so we looked around, and as I said, being born in, in uh, Toronto, Toronto seemed to be the place, that, the obvious place. And I started looking in the weather in Toronto, great summers, but horrific winters. Started looking around, is there anywhere else in Canada? And, and spotted Vancouver, researched the backside of Vancouver, couldn't find anything, and couldn't find nobody to say anything bad about it. So I said, what about Vancouver? And my wife said, oh, it's too far, too far. I'm like, well, you know, it's an extra two hours technically on the same plane. I mean, it's just a little bit further. So she says, well, you're going to have to go and look. So I came over here for a week on my own and drove around all Vancouver and the lower mainland and uh, just trying to find back home my wife's on the internet, go and check out this place, go and check out that place. Again, having, a, having young kids, I'm like, no, that was a lot of pressure on me that, I had to find the place and I'm going to bring my wife and four kids. So I had young kids. I'm like, what do I do with young kids? It's like, you need young mums. So I end up like this, this care crawler driving around Vancouver in parks looking for young mums so to say, so hey. we've got, we've got, we've got a middle-aged Scottish fella driving around in a hire car, you know, cruising. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's a film there. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a oh, documentary about you there, isn't there? But just asking people, what do you think? Yeah. Is this a great place to live? Where would you live? Because every area around here is different, just like London. And uh, and we settled on where we are. Um, it, we found a great house. And as I, I called my wife three or four days into the trip and said, no, let's do this. So we went home, we sold up, and eight months later, we were here. But it can mm. happen that quickly, right? Because I, like when my eldest, I've got two boys, Harry's 21 and Henry's 18. And when my eldest was born, you know, I was still living with my nan in a Fulham Council flat. James was with my mum and dad. And, you know, we were trying to deal with Irish with Fulham Council. And I was at TP at the time, a young, quite, quite a decent account manager, but young. And I got a great chance at a young age to become a regional manager. And I moved to the West Country, which is nowhere as far as you went. But it was like, are we going to do it? We're we not going to do it. Yeah, we just done it and we went. You know, we, we did it. And pivotal moment in my career. And then I remember when um, the business was booming pre, pre that recession we were talking about and we were spending so much time in Spain. We said, look, you know, we've got time now where they're at primary school, so maybe move out there. And, and again, we did it. And it was kind of you, you either make that decision to go or you always regret it. And, and I think it was, it, was, it was amazing for them culturally and us and you know it, it wasn't always the right thing for the business sometimes because I wasn't around as much as I could but when we got that right and we came back we kind of knew that we didn't want to go back into West London um, or yeah. Fulham which was tough because both our families were there and we just ended up down in Sussex by, by Brighton you know in the seaside and, and, and there we are now but I think you you get and I talk to people that do it and they go and it is that what's the worst can happen mentality isn't it it's we also had this window that, again, going back to kids, uh, my eldest was 18 months from going to high school. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So now never. We've got 18 months because once she's at high school, we're not doing this. And so, and I wanted to expose them to something different. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, you're brought up in a place and you stay in a place, it's just the same old, same old all the time. And I wanted to expose them to something different. And as far as, yeah, has this been a successful move? No, personally, yeah, it's been fantastic. But for my kids, it's just been outstanding. 
their life has just been uh, taken to a That moment there, that's one of the other reasons why when, when we went, right, it's Sussex, where, where are we going to be now? Because Harry started secondary school, so in my world, first year, but year seven, I think. Yeah. But it was like, that has to be fine. That has to be them for, so so that was where we went. And and, and I do get it. So, and the, and, the, and the kids loving it still, mate? Is there, is, there, is, there, is it just a, is, is it? Oh, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely, they 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 love living here. They love every minute of it. And so many opportunities um, that they have here that I know that they wouldn't have uh, living in Scotland or Dundee. Mm. And just the access to the states and things like that, um, it's amazing. Um, but you know, moving. No, that, that all of that was that all of that was great. Let's let's move. Let's go away. But at the same time, I had this company, and I had, you know, what I had responsibilities. I had employees. I had subcontractors. I mean, all the all these people made money off of what I did, and and to begin with, it was like, oh yeah, look at us now, we're going to move. Oh, it's going to be going to be fantastic. But this just sat and ate and ate and ate away at me. Um, that no, there's something not right about just no. I'm all right, Jack. See you later. And and so then the wheels started going about. So well, what do we do with the company? You know, it's, 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 no one man band or you no know, couple of employees. It's nothing big. Well, no, it's nothing to sell um, as such. Yeah, we've got a contract here or there, but I mean, that doesn't happen. So I thought, I need to do someone. And, and so I thought, well, I wonder if I could bring someone in, bring in another director, and, and he could run it. And, and I'll take like a backseat and just consult to the company or whatever and help them get going or, or whatever. And that played on my mind. And thinking about different people that I could bring in, uh, there was one guy. One guy stood out to me, and again, personality-wise. You know, we aligned the same when it comes to customers and things like that. And I approached him, and we sat and we discussed and said, what do you think? And he's, he's like, yeah, why not? Let's give it a go. And so that's what we did. He took over the running of the, the day-to-day and, and was installing Um and and I answered the emails and did any little admin and things like that that went on, and we, you know what we carried on, we carried on for what would be probably seven years doing that, and but like lots of businesses, you just end up in this circle, just going round and round and round, probably making the same mistakes over and over and over again because you're not growing, you're not doing anything, and we would have these conversations about what we're doing, where we're, you know, we're, we've bought ourselves a job. That's all we've done, which most people have done, but there was nothing. I needed more. I mean, I was sitting here and sitting at home. It's, you know, it's not the easiest thing working from home, but I needed to get my teeth into something more. I knew it was bigger than, or better than, than answering emails. Mm. Um, mm. And so, again, the thought process starts going around in my head, and uh, I ended up looking for a mentor and someone that could guide me. I mean, I don't have the answers to everything, so... And I got involved in a, a place called the Entrepreneur Circle, and again, just helping businesses uh, succeed. And there was lots of listening to to the guy there. You no, know, there was lots of seeds planted in my mind, and uh, and one of them was about like competitions. Was about you no know, entering competitions. And around about the same time, I had seen that. I'd seen. Um, like that, the IKBBI awards yeah. that came out. And I'd seen the year before's previous winner. 
And I looked at that and I thought, God, wouldn't that be fantastic if we could if, imagine being able to do that and win that, what that would do. And I thought, well, that's never going to happen. So I, I started looking at Scotland and I thought, well, you know what, there, there's the, the Home Improvement Awards, Scottish Home Improvement Awards. I don't need to win it. I just need to get in it. And if I could be shortlisted, wow. I mean, that's as you get market. Because through this entrepreneur circle, I got more into marketing and started to understand what I was doing a bit more. But, but something um, like that, that, that support or that guidance or that kind of mentoring, it takes you out of what you're doing and lets you look at it, you know, in a, in a oh. I need it. You know, I, I had to get kicked around and smashed up earlier in the summer or, or sort of April, May, because, you know, I had to promise people, like, like a guy I really respect, that I will stop giving my time away for nothing. He said, like, you have to, you have to stop. Promise me, you'll stop. And sometimes you need that, and you know it's true, but you need it, don't you? So, so the entrepreneur circle got you there. You, you're still, you know, managing this from a distance. Um, yeah. You must be so proud of where the business is right now. You know, right now. Yeah, you know what we're we're, we're succeeding. We're, 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 I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm proud of the business. I'm proud of what we're doing. We're, everybody's working their backside off. Um, but, you know, I'm just, do I actually know where this is going? I don't know where this is going. I'm just going with it. I'm just trying harder and harder and harder every day. Um, and, you know, getting social media is a huge tool. Um, but the, I think the biggest problem people have with social media is they're not social. They're not social enough. People don't engage. You need to engage. Um, that's the whole point of it. And so I try my best to engage more. Um, and, and in that, you, you see that the business grows from that. Because people the most successful individuals and brands on social media are the ones that are giving more. You know, you give more and you, you, everything you give, you get more back. That's really important. Again, going, the, the advice of having a mentor, things like that. But it's just little nuggets that you get. And the thing that stuck with me was standing out. Stand out. No, you all do the same thing. There's all there's a whole lot of great installers in the UK. So how what makes the the guy the best? What it's I mean it's it's probably not installation, the actual installations. It's about standing out, it's about everything else that you can do. And and that's what I want to achieve. Um and and help you know what it's like Damien. Damien's like a lone voice for installation um in the industry. And you know what, if, if I can say something on the same lines as him and, and help with that or whatever, then that, that's got to be positive because installations just, you know what, it's, it's kind of ignored. And Damien did a podcast with me. That's a pretty picture. Damien you know? did a podcast with me during lockdown and it was like a couple of London fellas in a pub for some of it, but the passion was so good. And, you know, we you, you can't not feel that passion and it's infectious. And, Kind of, I look at the industry from, a, from from the outside in, and I see the challenges in recruitment, retention, recognition. And when you've got the right voices all collaborating and pushing together, you've got something quite special that can really be achieved. And and that that I think is is something which which we can we can all really really benefit from. A massive thanks to our friends at Cooker UK, our headline sponsor of the series. Foyne Jones, in partnership with Cooker UK, are offering specialist redundancy support to those that have been affected by the recent crisis. We will be offering free of charge CV and social media makeovers, webinars focusing on content for social media and personal branding, a weekly video showcase of talented job seekers, 
some employer-led workshops to discuss live vacancies in your area, as well as, of course, our ongoing telephone, email and social media support. To sign up to our redundancy support package, get in touch at letstalk at foynjones.com. Stay safe, keep healthy and be positive. I've got to ask you about the, the discipline side. So it, is your working day working from home, working from offices, working from, you know, because I'm usually, I can't work from home. So during lockdown, I would walk with a dog and I'd come into the office like a lonely business owner every day. But it was better for me because I was I'm more structured. Um, yep. Who's this at working from home? Are you are you a are you proactive working from home, or do you need to mix it up a little bit? What I work over there. It's <laughs> over there every day. Um, no, you know what? For the first oh my god, I moved into this house four years ago, and so prior to that, I worked out my bedroom. Mm. So I had a desk in my bedroom. I was in a small house. We moved over here to a small house. It ended up as a great house for the kids, so we stayed. We were meant to stay a year. We ended up we stayed seven. Oh, it was yeah. better. It was better for the kids. So, so yeah, I was working in my bedroom, which was unhealthy. Um, so, so moving here, yeah, I ended up with a little bit of an office here. And yeah, you mentioned discipline. Discipline's huge. Um, it, it's got to be. I've always been quite a self-disciplined person, um, and and that's that's been the key for me is being able to start work at. Uh, 5.30 in the morning, which is 1.30 in the UK. And and I stick to that religiously. Um, I stuck to that. You know what? I stuck to that. We were we were you know, obviously shut down um, during the lockdown period. Um, but I still stuck to that 5.30. Mm. I got up every day. And yes, I couldn't work on the business. Um, but I, I worked on myself. And, and But I had to keep that structure. And keep my brain in, in, in the right place. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, working from home is not easy. I I, I, I slightly sm- smile or smirk at the, the fact that <laughs> that the situation everybody's in because now everybody's finding out. Now everybody thinks, ah, oh, working from home, that oh, must be so easy. I'm oh, sitting there. It's not, and everybody's well, finding that out. Times, at times, like the, the you know the, the crisis we're in with COVID. It, it's been, you know, you've seen the best in humanity, you've seen the worst in humanity. But for me, there are times when it's been quite surreal because we as a business have been pioneering video technology for, for years. And, you know, we used to have conversations, what's Skype, what's FaceTime? Now, what do you, and, and it's always been part of, you know, what, what separated us from, from other businesses and understanding what we do. And I think that, you know, it's quite sobering that it, take, it takes a pandemic to wake the world up to, to virtual work, to technology and where we are. But just knowing it's there and having an account, like you said, and being on LinkedIn or Insta or whatever, doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything or engaging or, or actually making it work for you. And there are so many forgettable personalities, so many great personalities that are under the radar. They're invisible because they're not, they're not quite positioning themselves the right way. Um, yeah. For me, being human, having fun, you know, having having a plan and, and making it work, you can get so much out of, of social media. And you know, for example, I, I enjoyed seeing your vans getting branded up the other day. You know, I, I saw that. You know, it, it, someone says you can put a post out and it's seen across the globe, and you get feedback. It's just so powerful if it's used correctly. And absolutely, you're definitely one of the businesses that I see 
that is kind of making it work for them in a sense that perhaps needs to wake up. But we've got to, I mean, that's been such a great insight into your world, your life, your family. Um, you've taken us from Toronto to Dundee to Vancouver. The business is back again. So let's bring it kind of fast forward to the to the here and now. We, we know where we've been. All right, and we're now in a, a new normal. The podcast is called It's a New Game. You've got different views, different people giving, you know, opinion on where we're going to be. I think yeah. we will be in another major lockdown. I don't think we can help ourselves as a bit, as a country. We can't, you know, you know the, the 10 o'clock, I, I, the virus don't just turn up at one minute past 10. Minutes. So that's not going to happen. We're going to end up in more restrictive conditions in some way. From your business perspective, your team, your 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 what you know, your employment, how have things changed for them in terms of you know at a distance, the you know, being safe? How how much of a challenge has that been for, for you and your business when they're when they're you know creating dreams and building you know bring kitchens to life? Probably if, if I start with the hardest part for me has been you know, I'm all over the place as to what restrictions are. Being over here, Canada, Canada's been lit off, or not so much Canada, but probably West Coast, BC, has, the numbers are really low, really low. And, and so we haven't been affected in the same way. So I've got that going on here. Then I'm obviously focused in, on government websites and trying to make sure that I've got a handle on what's going on in Scotland because I've got to watch what I'm putting out there. Then in, in, in Canada, we watch the like CNN, so it's all American news. Yeah, and I've got, I've got the gong show that's going on over there. So and, and it's so difficult to try and keep track on what you know what was real and what wasn't real. There are times when I was frightened to go out, and I'm like, my wife's like, "What are you talking? About? That's that's somewhere else that's happening." I'm like, all right, okay. So, but so all we did with, again, you've got the confusion in the UK because you've got the prime minister and then you've got the the first minister in Scotland, and they're kind of given conflicting things. So it's very difficult for, I guess, for all to us to think, well, what are we meant to be doing? I mean, and who meant to fall? And I'm a great believer in, you know what, understand what it is. We know what it is. We know how contagious it is. And so common sense has to come into it. Yes, we've got all these rules and regulations, but common sense absolutely has to come into it. Um, so and that's what we did. We got the guys kitted up. We got all the PPE that we needed to do. Um, I think there's a lot more. I was a great believer. There's a lot more, and you, know, you need to be visual about it. And all that we spoke to the guys and said, you absolutely need to be visual. Yes, we need to. We, we need to be real and 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 watch what you're doing and be careful. But at the end of the day, we still have to go into somebody's house and we still have to install our kitchen. But but how can we do that safely? So we can wear our masks if people are around. We can make sure our hands are cleaned. We can wash the place down at night and disinfect it, and and keep and try. You've got to keep the customers at bay and keep them out of the room and keep them away from you. That's been the hardest part. And um, my partner Tom, he goes to see jobs, and I'm, oh, how did I call him? How did that job go? So I said, mate, he said, I've got three of them back to me in our bathroom. He says, you're 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 one of the job. You didn't want to be rude, and you they've got this challenging trying to keep people back um, and I think and that's why you that's why I believe as well that you will end up with probably in a, in a lockdown or tougher restrictions because the lot of people out there are just not getting it. businesses are businesses have been forced to but Joe Bloggs isn't Joe Bloggs needs to 
you know, the need to, to wake it up. It's, 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 it's very difficult to kind of, there's no timeline. You don't know when it's going to range. You've got, you know, you're going into the Christmas season. There, there's so many different factors that are coming out. There's the political angle. There's the, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at a financial crisis, an employment crisis and a health crisis, all wrapped, on, wrapped into one. I look at it very simply. Loss of life is more important than anything else. So we've got to fix that. You know, I don't. It doesn't matter who you follow politically. You, if if things go up, you have to stop it going up. Period. Everything else can catch up. It's going to be tough. I more than that, more than anyone. But I know how many people have lost their jobs. My my wife was made horribly made redundant, and you know, really, really had to build herself back up again and got got in position. But you know, I'm dealing dealing with that on a daily basis, and you see the impact it's having. What we need to try and do, I think, in the in the areas I'm involved in, KBB, merchanting, structures, but it's kind of just just be real, you know. Let's let's be real. Let's treat each other with respect. We know we're going to have to ride it out. It is going to be difficult, but I do agree with you. There is business out there in some way, and we just got to change the way we think about it. I, I've certainly done that as best I can, and. I spoke to so many people in the, in series three. You know that you know that was that was amazing for me as a podcast. We got so many people in during lockdown to to kind of bring you know how they were coping to life and what they were doing personally as well as professionally. And that was a that was a big thing because you you've got individuals at senior level or like wherever level doesn't matter, but really really being open about the challenges they're facing now. We've got to go to work. We've got to find a way of safe working. For my business, work from home, work from anywhere, work remotely, work flexible hours. We're, we've always been about that because it's great. We have to be. Uh, you know, we talk to people outside of work, before work, weekend. So others can conform to that. There's other set, many sectors can't. And you know, you you do worry. You do worry. And and I think from from my perspective, it, it's good to hear the the optimism. In where you are with liberty, and the, and I think kind of the 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 spirit you have for others in the sector, because that comes through in everything I see in, in in your content. That you know, it's about all of us doing well. It's about all of us making it work, isn't it? Yeah, no, it, I, I want everybody to succeed through this. Um, this is a this is a hellish situation that we're in, but we're in it. So, right, okay, so what are we doing now? Right, well, we've got to make the the, the best of this. And yes, you know what this. We've, got, we've all got this big surge in work um, and what's happening, and uh, we need to help one another manage that. Um, and, and everybody needs to step up and, and, and let's keep positive. It's hard. It's hard to keep positive, and, and we've got to look out for one another because there are lot, that was a long period, and it's still going on. And no matter what front people are putting on, people are struggling. I mean, they're exhausted with this. And, and like you said, the Where's the end? Before we start recording, people know I've been on that self-imposed exile from LinkedIn. I haven't been on the beach for four weeks. I've actually been working every day. But I had to come off some of the things I was doing to, to get myself back in a place where I knew I was doing the right things. And and I think from, from you know, what you're saying about your market in Scotland and your people that you're working with, the, the client, the, the, the installers, the supply chain, you know, we can work together. We can be safe, you know, and, and we've, yep. got to, we've got to come up with a strategy. So for me, 
that's a powerful message to give to the listeners, to give to people in Scotland and across the UK. And, and all my new listeners in Canada now, Mark. Do you think, do you think they want to say my accent? I mean, I've kept... I've kept them all, I've what we were saying, kept by the way. Yeah. You know, because I didn't, didn't want to throw that in because that'll do it. But, I mean, we've got a Scottish accent and a West London accent. Who knows? But I don't think we ever charted in Canada. So that's the challenge. Look, great okay. for this show. We, we, we spoke about your journey. We know where, where, where the business is now. We're going to come on to my kind of favourite part. It's the Foyne Jones penalty shootout. And we're going to set the scene by saying when we did our preparation and we were exchanging messages, you, you threw it in a mix that there's two football teams you might want to talk about. One was Dundee United. The other was the Vancouver Whitecaps. Let's take a minute to thank those that make it possible for us to host this fantastic podcast and to continue offering groundbreaking support for anyone facing difficulties in the current job market. MHK Holding UK Limited. Thanks to the sponsorship we've received from MHK, we can continue to offer support to those that need it completely free of charge. This support includes CV and social media makeovers, personal branding and social media content webinars, employer-led workshops to discuss live vacancies in your area, and our ongoing support with consultants via telephone, email, and social media too. To find out more, get in touch at letstalkatfoynjones.com and one of our team will get back to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, stay safe, keep healthy, and be positive. Tell, tell me about your love for the team. Where's it come from? Was Dundee as a child and Vancouver was put, sort of moved into? Was there more to it than that? You know what, from being, being honest, uh, I grew up, my dad was a big Dundee United fan, um, and <laughs> probably as a child, I kind of pushed against that. Um, and yeah, as much as I played football, I never really you know, uh, went to, to, to watch uh, uh, Dundee or Dundee United um, growing up. It was probably you know, as, as a mid-twenties, something like that, that I started getting involved in, in following Dundee United. What um, memory of Dundee United? at a distance is the Tangerine kit and, yeah. and Paul Sturrock flying down the wing and and, uh, and some of those European ones. That that's kind of my memory of Dundee. But um, I know how close the grounds are surreal. But I, mean, I think I think they're about that far apart. I always say that Fulham, you know, we're, we're three quarters of a mile away from Stamford Bridge. We're we're about a mile away from QPR. And if you want to walk to Arsenal top, and you can do that as well. But but we're, you know, we're, we're kind of, my kids did the same. I dipped them in Fulham. No choice. Boom, boom. You're Fulham. Deal with it. Um, but I guess what we're going to do is we're going to, we'll talk about that in the questions, all right? Because I want to get the penalty shoot out going. So, Four and Joe's penalty shoot is really easy. It's five football-related questions. No right or wrong answers. I just decide whether you've scored a goal or not by the quality of the answer. So, here we go. Question number one, and I've got these prepared. Who's your all-time favourite Dundee United player? Um, I'm going to go with my good friend, C. Dykstra. Good okay. friend? Good friend, yeah. Ah, okay. we, uh, we lived next door to one another uh, for a few years, and uh, we still keep in touch. And he was a massive personality. Oh, um, again, you're the P first guest who's ever picked a goalie. No. I don't think anyone's ever picked a goalie. He, he, he was a big character. Again, Dundee United you know, had, have always had great characters. Hamish McAlpine. And um, you're going back to the European nights, Hamish McAlpine was a massive personality for Dundee United as a goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, I would go with, I enjoyed watching Seep. When he came out for the ball, it was 
Denmark with Ball, Mann, anything. Yeah, he didn't care. We had a keeper like that at Fulham called uh, Jim Stannard. He's fat, he's round, he's worth a million pounds. And he was he was all through the lower leagues. And in 2018, when we beat the Villa in the playoff final, uh, me and my wife, those of you mates, we got to come up the tube at Wembley Park. And there was Jim Stannard at the top of the escalator. I was, I was, I was like a kid. I was like, Jim! Yeah, but, but, but those kind of cult heroes, they, they just stay with you. It's, they're timeless, yeah. aren't they? You know, they're, they're, and, that's, and that's any club, any fan has got someone like that. Not necessarily the yeah. best technically, the most successful, but there's something that gets them with the fans. And that's, that's really important. What was good about Sid was he played for Motherwell as well for a, for a period and uh, successful there. But it was all the fans. No, I mean, if we went, if Dunny and I were playing Celtic at Parkhead, the, the Celtic fans were cheering for him. Do you know what I mean? He's he just a big character, and, and that's what the game needs. You know I mean, the, you need the Paul Gascoigne's of the world. You need. But you funny need enough, these... I didn't say it earlier when you mentioned uh, 1996, right? But I, I was at Wembley when Gaza flicked the ball over Colin Hendry's head. I, yeah, I was there. But, but we're, not, we're not talking about that. I want to talk purely about your football. So, so Vancouver Whitecaps, all right? So, you know, I, I've done a bit of research. They're, they're, they're rivals with the Seattle Sounders and Portland Timbers and, and got Vancouver Southsiders. Are you in the Southsiders or the Curver Collective, mate? No, I don't go for any of these. Are you the posh sheep? You're in the posh sheep. I'm in the posh sheep. Yeah, yeah, you're in the posh sheep. You get very comfortable about it. Who's your standout moment watching Vancouver Whitecaps? You know what? The Vancouver Whitecaps are struggling big time through ownership. And we you go there. You know, ultimately you're you're in you're in this you're in the city, you're you're following the team. when I was in Malaga on the Costco Solar, I went to watch Malaga quite a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I did. If if Fulham aren't playing, I, I I live in Lewis, I'd go and watch lo- local team Lewis occasionally because it's just it's just nice to kind of be part of it. It doesn't you don't compromise. I wouldn't go and watch another team but like it's but somewhere else like that i definitely do it and i think that there's something nice about being able to be involved in in it in a way it's not the same right now without the fans and it isn't um i'm a hypocrite because when we won the playoff final without the fans i was all over it but but it isn't it isn't the same um if you were if you were looking in terms of you know football right now okay like football right now forget dundee united forget vancouver whitecaps just Open question as a fan, you know, who's that? What, what player impresses you the most at the moment? The question three. For, for what's my favourite? What, what player sounds like for you, for, for whatever reason at the moment? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an ex Vancouver Whitecaps. Good. Um, Alfonso Davies. Ah. Um, he went to Bayern Munich. You no, know, it's the, the biggest sale of the Whitecaps ever had. But he was a young guy. He came he's in. A bit lively, he mate. got a bit of pace, didn't he? He made his debut with the Whitecaps at 15. Um, the, the Whitecaps, he, he played for uh, two or three years with us. It was like lightning. He'd, he'd rip people apart. That youth, that arrogance of the no fear just went at people. And, and, and you know, Bayern paid a, a, a lot of money for him. And he's went there. And he's and unfazed. He's just... You know what I mean? You're watching his TikToks. He's still a young guy, and he's still having a laugh. But he's he's turning. He's going to be. 
like the biggest left back in the world. He's actually a winger. Amazing young player, Ryan Sessignol. Him and his twin brother Stephen. They've been at Fulham since I was six, seven years old. And before he was six, 18, 16, 18, that he was playing at sixteen. Before he was eighteen, he played hundred more than hundred goals for us. He was unbelievable. Sold it to Tottenham. Didn't quite work out for him, but but you know there, there's some players that you just know. And I watched Alfonso Davis, and wow, you know I see him there. And, he came from a refugee camp. That was where he started, a refugee camp. And now look where he's gone. Great. And he's great, great, great again, Absolute great choice. So so let's look at you know the seasons ahead for question four. Who's gonna have a better season retrospectively? Dundee United or Vancouver Whitecaps? I'm gonna say Dundee United. Dundee United. And question five, right? So imagine this is the this is to win it. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there because I might as well get it out there. Do you think Fulham will stay in the Premier League? Absolutely. Oh, dear. OK, based on that, I'm going to say you've won the penalty shootout. I'm going to give you five out of five. But do you know what? Football brings everyone together, whether you're watching it in Vancouver, watching it at Craven Cottage, watching it in, in, in Dundee in Scotland. It, it, it unites us all in some way. And I think it's... it's When I started my podcast, when it was this crazy idea of doing something different. Um, I wanted to bring personality, football and passions into it. So so identifying people that want to talk about their club and their history and whatever, it's just gone and gone. And, and I've been lucky to have Jimmy Carter, the first Premier League player in the first Asian in the Premier League on, on the show. Yeah. Keith Hackett, you know, refereed FA Cup finals. You've got Paul Parker from Fulham and Man United. I'll leave off the QPR thing. Yeah. Um, but I've had, I've had him on and you just think, how does that happen? I used to watch you, Paul, when I was a kid, you know, on my podcast. Great. Um, that's brilliant. It's good. I've never been to Canada. I've never been to, um, the, I've been to the start, I've been to New York State, but I've never been, been out in Canada. I think if I ever come, I'll, I'll, I'll come and watch Vancouver Whitecaps with you. Um, you should. You could suffer like you suffer at film. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lifetime. But, that's what I love about it. I don't about get too excited when we win. So it's all right. It's the, the football gets in the way what? of a good day out, Mark. Here, you know, over here, the Canadians are, I don't know, they, if you're not winning, no, they're, oh, they're totally against their team. And we're suffering. I'm used to it. No, I mean, Dundee United have had a, a, other than the, uh, the European nights of the 80s, no, they've had a really up and down all over the place. And the, and the white caps are like that. No, we we get humped. Just well, do you ever do you ever go watch the ice hockey? Tried it, tried it. No, I, mean, I, I tried it. I don't know if I could do that. Is that they still play that? I thought I'm going to be all Canadian. I'm going to come over here. I'm going to be the biggest hockey fan. Oh my goodness, no! I went to didn't do it for me. Tried watching on the TV and fall asleep halfway through. And that's what that's what pushed me to the white caps. White caps. In 2011, we're coming into the MLS. And uh, so that's, that's what got me involved with them. I thought, you know the what? Only, the only other link I've got with Canada and Fulham is, is a great player on our journey up with uh, our Fayed and Keegan. We don't need another hero, Paul Pesca Salido, but he was a, he was a like, great, infectious little player we had for a few seasons. And, you know, he went because we upgraded to Louis Saha and Baramorte and... But great, real pop. Ask any Fulham fan if they were around in that era, you know, the late nineties when Keith got us yeah. up and then went to manage England. Pesky player, loved him, mate. I mean, he was running the national team, wasn't he? 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The big, big uh, Watford player that played for the Whitecaps was uh, Jay DeMera. Uh, he was the one that took them up into the into the, the Premiership. I mean, one person yeah. that's better known as being married to Cameron Brady, uh, and he is probably for me football, but... Uh, yeah, you know, it just it just takes you there. But that's what we like to bring into the podcast: some football banter. If you're back and we're allowed to go to the ground, doors always open at Craven Cottage. I need as many. I need to just cry on every now and then because it's just uh, from a distance, obviously. If, if we ever get back, but I do think it'll be a long time before we set foot back in football stadiums. Well, ho- hopefully, it's sometime soon. I've seen it here in the MLS that they're they're having like they've got these restrictions there on. Was a- there was, a big game, there was a big game. There was a big game in Lewis in the week. It was the uh, it was the Sussex Classico. It was Lewis v Worthing. Um, I don't know who okay. won, but they let a couple of hundred fans in somehow. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But listen, thanks for taking having some fun and taking part in that that part of the podcast. It just it just brings everything into something which we can all relate to. The Whitecaps, Dundee United. Losing at football, but getting up and going again. So that was brilliant, Mark. That's the end of the Foyne Jones penalty shootout. Mark, thank you so much for for joining me today. We, you know. I don't often get to talk about Vancouver Whitecaps and Dundee United as well as KBB managing a business from a distance in the same conversation. But what I do get to talk about a lot is something that's very dear to my heart and very dear to a lot of my guests' heart is the next generation. You know, we are getting older. We are getting greyer. I don't have hair, but we're getting greyer. We're getting older. So, so we need to think about the future, the academy products, who's coming through. Looking at the KBB market now from an installation perspective. Um, do you believe what how where do you think we are in terms of attracting the next generation? Do you think we've got it work right? We need to do more. How do you see that evolving? No, there's 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 a huge gap um in skills. Um I don't think I think when it kids come to school, I know I mean again, I've been away from the UK um for 10 years but i know the way it is over here and uh, and i know the nkba like the ikbbi are, are are pushing um for to get to the youth um here like in the schools here they it's it's university no that's what's promoted it's no you got to go university you've got to get no your education's got to go on and on and on and the trades are never really talked about and that's that i think that that's what's caused the problem Everybody's like, well, you've got to go to university or you're a failure. There's something in there. Um, did, you and as, did you go to university, Mark? No, I left school at 15. Uh, I, I left school at 16, went to college. I didn't go to university. You know? I, I think it's always interesting, that, that preconception. But, but I did. That was that's a choice. I, I left school early for a choice because I had, just the way my age worked, I was able to leave earlier. And I was like, am I going to stay here and get you know, two or three O grades or can I get ahead of the game and just get out and work? That's all I wanted to do. I knew I had a good work ethic. I wanted to work. And, and that's what I did. I left. And my mum said, well, if you could get a job, you can go. And, and I kept my milk round and I did my job <laughs> for about two years. And so, so yeah, I, that was my I reason. remember the milkman. I remember the, I remember the Paul's man. I, I remember the scrap iron man. Yeah, that, the, the, it was, there was something special about those times. 
but but if you think about you know what you're saying there now, that pathway for someone to to learn a trade and become an installer, you know, yeah. is something that that it's needed. You know, we need that we need them. You know, Damien talks about the circle, what could happen, and get a lot of mentions today. He's definitely got to shout me some fire match. I tell you, so he keeps threatening to Damien. So I hope you're listening, mate. We want to make that happen. Um, but I believe. The KBB and the merchants industry, I'm going to talk about them both because I know them very well. I believe yeah. they've got some great people, but they really miss a trick with how they market, advertise, and promote the brilliant careers to the school leaver, the college leaver, the uni leaver, but particularly that that kid like you or me that, you know, was all right academically but wanted to do something else. Or perhaps a person that, that don't like the classroom but could actually be quite entrepreneurial. When, when I, and I, I've worked with prisoners, schools, colleges, the whole lot. Yes, I do the whole lot. And it's not always the best in class academia that grabs me. It's someone with a personality, a spark, something there that you could mould or nurture. We've got a duty of care to find these individuals and give them a pathway yes. of employment in installation, in design, in sales, because if we don't, we're going to hit that. We're going to hit a brick wall, we have a problem. No, they need to know. We're not, we're not telling them. We're not just putting out in front of them and saying, "Look, here, this is this is what you can do," um, and you know, and and this is where you could end up. And you need again, no, we need personalities in the industry to step up and, and give people someone to look up to and someone to somewhere to strive to get to. Um, and it is, and it's talking. You know, it's not about being down with a kid, can you? But it's actually being able to relate to them and talk the language that. You know, I, I remember going to some of the careers advice evenings that my sons were, and I'm going like, oh my god! You know, if you're if that's the best you're doing, well, wow. um, oh. so so you kind of I look at you can't change the world, but we I'm proud that I've Harry Harry my son come for a, a recruitment apprenticeship here. Callum did a brilliant digital content and marketing apprenticeship. Young Jack, who's who's there now, he's doing a he's actually doing an apprenticeship level, a degree level apprenticeship with us. So. You know, and, and we've got, and I'm only a small million side pieces, but I've got them in play. So there's, there is, you can, there's lots of better ways of doing it. And in a couple of episodes time, I've got um, John Henry and Carmen from the Builders Merchant Federation Apprenticeship Programme um, coming on to talk about that kind of in a, just in a general way, because there are opportunities. The, the Kickstarter program, I, I'm going to be lucky enough to probably host a couple of Kickstarters, which is going to be, you know, government funded to get youngsters working again. That's that's yeah. good. And we, we've got to try and do it. But it, it does trouble me, Mark. Did you share my concern for the future? I do. It's, it's, it's not looking good. Until we, until we can get into the schools and get the kids encouraged and, and excited about about the industry, um, about trades, I mean, the, we need trades, but they've been talking about the shortage of tradesmen ever since I was an apprentice. Um, it's it's always the case, and we feel it. We feel it right now. And what's happening is you're getting because of the lack of people, the the prices are going up on the people who are there, and the necessarily the great, the necessarily worth that. That's not. The prices are going. The quality is not necessarily going, and we're, we're fighting that, and the customers fighting that. We need, there needs to be this level of volume to keep prices sort of under control and, and, and it be right for the customer and a, and a, and a good product uh, for the customer to want to, rather than being sort of held to ransom um, because, the, because there's nobody there. Um, 
Getting into the schools is definitely the route. And, 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 and you know, to, to coin the words from a song, children of the future, you know, treat them well. And, you know, I mean, I don't, you don't want to get evangelical over it, but, but we are missing a trip because kids are growing up wanting to be YouTubers, vloggers, podcasters. And that's good because I've got a business that's going to help them do that. But we also need to make our markets. So for me, I had an amazing career within Builders Merchanting. I went in for four hours a day and I ended up being a director and in a very short space of time. And that pathway is still there for people. And, you know, I talk to MDs of businesses or owners. And whilst, you know, you need to have the education to an extent, the learned behavior, the life skills, the, the learning by doing and, and being nurtured through, we can we can make a difference and it might need more people to stand up and, and try and do it but i'd love to be part of that and, and i want to want to encourage others to be so so thanks for covering that off, off, off with us mark and uh, we might be able to get our heads together away from here to to come up with some stuff as well yeah no i'd love to give i'd love to give back to the to young people it's um again we all need mentors we all need mentors at different different periods of our life um and, and that includes me now at 50 years old, and I'm still looking for help and guidance. And, and, and again, that was thinking of like LinkedIn. That was, that was a huge part of, I never did LinkedIn before. And again, it's only the past few years I got involved in LinkedIn. And, and with the thing that you are who you hang around with, that was a phrase that stuck in my mind. You are who you hang around with. And so I looked to LinkedIn um, rather than Facebook. Do you know what I mean? I think, right, okay, let's, who, who's in this? And starting engaging with people in the industry, people who I respect, people I look up to, and and maybe learn something from them and learn something from their stories. Absolutely, yeah. What you can achieve if you approach, I mean, on it, you know, this is part of Jones Digital. This is part of what we we're doing for businesses, and you know, this isn't this isn't a, a will it work? I'll be doing it for two months. I've got thirty-seven clients already working with me on digital tours, social media, content creation. There's so one of the biggest buzzes I get away from recruitment is where an individual business I'm working with does their first video, does their, like, their bit, and like, we're involved in it, but we, you know, it's, just, it's so good when you when you see it coming to life. It's, you really get it. It's hard. It's hard for people. Do you mean, I've lost count of the number of times I've been under the desk and press send because you, the minute you put your head above the parapet, you're kind of setting yourself up. But you know what? So what? Just do it. Just get out. And that's what videos and everything well, like that are about. People you know, this isn't about a Jones Digital. This is about, about, about Mark and Liberty and where we go. And I think the, the next generation need that. We need to kind of drag some of the market and the industry kicking and screaming into where we need to be. But, you know, being safe, working together, accepting it's going to be tough. We will get through it, Mark. And that's why it's a new game. So thank you very much. Mark, once again, thanks for getting up early. I, I feel awful, mate. You're drinking water, orange juice and black coffee. I'm on, I'm on the lager. My body's not too bad. It won't be a temple now, but it's all right. Um, do you, you know, I, mean, I actually don't, I do quite a bit of exercise. I just don't, I just eat and drink too much. So I sort of balance out. But um, I think from my perspective, it would be great now to... Give you my audience, all right? So you've got the Vancouver White Stack Studio. What's Dundee? Tanadice, isn't it? Is that Dundee? 
Yeah, so you've got yep. Salah Dice there, Dundee, they're both full. Everyone's listening to you. You know, what, what would you say right now, Mark, to keep people positive? Let's get the arts and minds in the right place. What message would you like to leave to close off the show? You know, I, I think this, it's a crazy situation. I think it's, uh, that we're in, it's, but it's a global thing. That's the, the amazing thing. So every single person is feeling this across the world. And I think if we all stick together in, in, in all different industries, helping one another, um, helping the youngsters up, and what, what's the phrase? This too shall pass. This will pass, and it will, and it will get better. But we're learning new skills. This is this is my 2010 or 2008, um, and and what I learned then is helping me now. And what we're learning now will absolutely help us in the future. There, there'll be something else will crop up in 10, 20 years. Something will happen. There's always everything just goes up and down. But we can be positive about it, or we could be negative about it. And you know, what we're going to do? Doom and gloom. No, I think we push. And we get through this. We we help one another. We support one another. And um, keep an eye out for that person that is struggling because this has been a hard time for a lot of business owners. Um, oh, so yeah, for a while, Mark, the lonely business owner was quite. A, it was. I mean, I'm in Riverside offices here. They're not palatial, but but during those months, there was like two or three of us business owners here, and you kind of like yep. you feel it, but. Do you know what? You know, my, my series three of my podcast was amazingly successful. It was called, it was a survival specials. We even released a song about it, I Will Survive. So, you know, we, we have survived. It's a new game now. I think this episode has kind of given some real, some real stability in terms of you can manage a company from a distance because you're doing it from six or thousand miles away, right? So, you know, that, that's taking distance into a whole new level. You're You've been through it because you had the 2008 crisis and it prepared you where I go. But I've still got scars from 2009. I made some good decisions for the wrong reasons, some bad decisions for the right reasons. And, you know, I learned from that and I was nowhere near exposed this time. And, and that's why I know I'll be okay. Um, been quite a blessing for me, lockdown. I've, I've come out of this crisis with different angles for me that I would never have probably got around to doing but always wanted to. So that's great. Yes, we're going to be positive. We're going to try and keep people up for it, the younger generation. Mark, seriously, it's been a long time coming. You've been an absolute fantastic guest today. Thank you for coming on the right. Point Jones show. Listeners, I'm going to, uh, when we pack this out, I'll give you Mark's connection details. I'm sure he'd like to connect with you and message you in. You know, he'll answer any questions you've got. Thank you so much for listening. This will be out on iTunes and Spotify as always. I'm Peter Jones. This is the Foyne Jones Show. It's a new game. Mark, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Keep positive, be healthy, and just wash your hands. That's it. So there you go. That's the end of the podcast. We are Foyne Jones. This is the fourth series of the Foyne Jones Show. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because it's a new game.